Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hey oh, yeah, I know. I'm ripping someone else off. Hey, it's the box score breakdown presented by Hoop Ball. You is Scotty. I am your host. You can find me on Twitter at the Harlander twenty three. My co-host, he's not here today, Mister J. You can find him on Twitter at Mister Jolly of Sydney. As I said, we are presented by Hoop Ball, and they are a fantastic website. They've got. Some pretty fantastic stuff. And if you aren't a premium subscriber, you should. The Fantasy Pass is something they have. It's the best deal in the industry at $4.99 a month. And now that we're into the regular season, there is zero commitment. So you can sign up for one month for just 5 bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel at any time. But you know what? We know you'll love it, but it's always nice to, I guess, have that option. The Fantasy Pass is everything you'll need to dominate all year, updating projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedule and streaming charts, pickups and drops, and our newest and coolest feature, the HoopBall Discord server, where you can hang out with all the HoopBall pros like Mr. J and my guest, around the clock and get one-on-one help with your team. So please do go and check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com. Click on the fantasy uh, pass ad just below the media wall. As I said, my guest, he spends a ton of time on that Discord server helping people out with their team. He also has a waiver wire show with fellow regular guest Kingy on a Sunday night where they go through the waiver wire. Ethan Noroff, hello, mate. How you doing, Scotty? I'm good, man. Uh, thanks for joining us once again. It's nice having someone who uh, probably knows a little more about the game than me, helping guide me through these things on a somewhat regular basis. Now, as I said, you guys have got the Waiver Wire show. Have you got any advice for Waiver Wire guys who might be listening? Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of times early in the season, you know, people try to chase their own ass, for lack of a better way to say it. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of overcomplicating of the waiver wire and either pursue a guy that they wouldn't just because he has an extra game in the schedule or maybe I can catch lightning in a bottle and catch him for the, you know, short term here. And just a reminder, you know, we're just a couple weeks into the season and you don't really want to jeopardize your your optionality or your flexibility as the season moves forward, right? It's why teams in the NBA in reality are so hesitant to sort of commit to a locked-in core unless they feel like it is the core that will fuel them forward. So optionality is your friend. Don't chase your own ass. Believe in your talent. There's a reason you drafted the players that you did. I'm tired of tired of the Brandon Clark to the waiver wire questions, okay? Keep, keep <laughs> with it. Oh, look, and – it's funny, you know, I get people reaching out to me and asking me about trades and stuff, and I kind of take a step back with them and say, hey, hold your horses. Why are you doing this trade? Are you making a trade for the sake of making a trade, or are you doing this to improve your team? Because that that's ultimately the goal, right? So you don't go out there and just trade for the sake of trading and say, I've got all these pieces 
um, that I can trade away, hopefully for an upgrade. There's no hopefully about it. People, if you're not improving your team, don't do it. And I think that's the reality, right? It's like, does this make my team better or does it just make it different? Because if you're gaining in two categories, but you're losing in two others, and those are all swing categories for you, your, your net is zero. So I think people, you know, they, they like the, the chance at a chance, right? Everybody likes to feel like they're sort of manipulating their way on their path toward excellence. But a lot of times we wind up just making our teams different. So just be considerate of that, especially as you sort of manipulate your way through the waiver wire early in the season, because there is still plenty in store. And obviously this particular season is going to be weird with both injuries and all the COVID-19 stuff, including a guy like Kevin Durant. Looks like he's going to miss a week and the Nets play in their first game today without him. But look like no problem, Scotty. <laughs> Absolutely no problem. And the Nets aren't the only ones who have got problems with, with COVID. And we'll get to another team who has some issues around the COVID and unavailability of players. But as you said, Kevin Durant. So let's start there. The Brooklyn Nets, 130, beat the Utah Jazz. The Aussie-owned Utah Jazz, as I like to remind everybody, 96. Only part part owned, anyway. <laughs> we'll start on the Utah uh, Jazz side of things. And Don Mitch shot 10 of 22 from the field, 8 of 10 from the foul line in the loss to the Nets, accounting for 31 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, and 3 triples in 30 minutes. The game got away from the Jazz fairly early. So as a result, he didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. And Don Mitch hasn't been great to start the season. He's ranked well outside the top 109 cat formats. Uh, one of the reasons he hasn't matched his Yahoo ADP of 25 has been that poor shooting, shooting just 37.5% from the field. Uh, Hopefully, this gives him a bit of a boost. Bojan Bogdanovic shot two of seven in a fallback from Grace and obviously still having some issues with uh, that wrist injury that he had. And big Rudy Gobert, 27 minutes in Tuesday's loss to the Nets. Finishing with 10 points, uh, shot 3 of 10 from the field, 4 of 5 from the charity stripe, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 block shots. Had a bit of a tough time up against the big fella that is Jared Allen. We'll talk about him in just a minute. But the Jazz struggled a little bit today, Ethan. Scotty, i, I got to tell you, I've been really big into uh, DFS recently just because I like to channel my addiction through what I believe to be healthy ways anyway. So <laughs> yeah. that said, we've been really heavily involved on the DFS side of things. Don't worry, we're talking low-cash tournaments. And, you know, I looked at Rudy Gobert today and I said, man, this feels like a good setup for him. No Durant, you know, Allen and DeAndre Jordan's probably a matchup that he should play well against. And he's been playing well generally. And something made me switch it to Yusuf Nurkic, who we'll get to in a little while, I know, toward, toward the last hour of lineups. And I'm glad that I did because I thought Jared Allen's line what belonged to Rudy Gobert, but no, no, it's Kevin Durant, no problem here for Brooklyn. But Utah, Utah really struggled. I mean, if you if you take away anything, it's that Donovan Mitchell had, I guess, a good game, but you know he's been struggling, and big games don't mean anything when you get the doors blown off of you. Absolutely. So the net side of things, we'll start with a guy who come off the bench who I think might have a little bit of an increase in productivity with Durant out, and that's Karis LeVert, who finished with twenty four points, nine of eighteen from the field. Four from four from the charity stripe, one rebound, five assists, two steal, two three-pointers in 21 minutes after missing his first five shots. Yeah, that's right. And that's a season-high 24 points for him so far for Karis LeVert. So definitely one to uh, you know keep a look at. Kyrie Irving scored 18 first-quarter points in Tuesday's uh, win. 
with a game high 29, 12 of 19 from the field, six rebounds, five assists, three steals and five triples in 30 minutes. For him, Joe Harris shot a four of seven from the field, accounting for 10 points, one assist, one steal, two three-pointers. Uh, and that's an interesting night, uh, an interesting guy while Kevin Durant's out to certainly look at streaming him as he will more than likely be top 100 value in that time. But Jared Allen, 32 minutes, telling 19 points, eight of nine field goals, three of seven from the charity stripe, 18 rebounds, one assist, three steals and two block shots. DeAndre Jordan didn't get the start in this one. Allen did. But when DJ come on, he got himself in some pretty quick foul trouble early. Uh, so Jared Allen got himself doing ridiculously well uh, and and got an increase in minutes as well. He's been a top 100 player in both eight and nine cat formats so far. Needs to hit that 20, high 20-minute 20 thing to continue being, you know, fantasy relevant, I guess. But if DJ's going to keep getting in foul trouble, 32 minutes a night, happy days for Jared Allen. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing, right? I think everybody who drafts Jarrett Allen is kind of hoping that this is something he has the opportunity to do on the regular, and the only thing really standing in his way is playing time. And foul trouble complicates that at times, but sometimes it's, you know, coach selected. But it looks like Jarrett Allen's going to get his opportunity here. And the fact that he was able to do this against Rudy Gobert, I mean, it just speaks to, you know, the talent level that, that he has. And I know anyone who drafted Jarrett Allen is, is hopeful this is a sign of things to come for sure. Just have to pause the show for an announcement, and it's a fun one. It's free stuff, and everybody loves that free stuff. And what is it? It's the Bruise Letter. It's back, baby. Oh, yes, it's back and fresh for the 2021 NBA season. And our founder, Aaron Brewski, is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you can't find anywhere else. It's not on the website. It's not on a podcast. It's not on social media. That includes the Discord channel. Uh, It's only in the email newsletter. You can sign up and get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021 and brewers in coffee, your beer, B-R-E-W-S letter 2021. Sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y slash bruiseletter2021. Aaron Brewski, straight to your inbox in the next game. Well, look, it was pretty tight to, right up until towards the end anyway. The Lakers 94, the Grizzlies 92, and AD had himself a day, a great all-round game, posting 26 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, three steals, three blocks in 34 minutes. He shot 10 from 20 from the field, attempted 10 shots from deep, something we don't see too often, I guess, from AD. He's made four of them, though. It was the 43rd time in... AD's career that he has had three steals and three blocks in a game. That's good for ninth all time. This is the AD that we expect to get on a nightly basis. The one who's getting defensive stats and a couple of threes in addition with double doubles. LeBron himself as well finished with 26 points, 11 rebounds, seven assists, one steal, one block. He went 11 from 20 from the floor and scored 21 of his 26 points in the second half. So he started very quiet in the first two frames. And Kyle Kuzma got the nod to start on Tuesday. Finished with just five points, two or five shooting in 30 minutes. Kuz is just too inconsistent, should only be held to in, in deeper leagues, that's for sure. So I guess, though, let's start, Ethan, with uh, the man, the star of the show tonight, AD. 
Yeah, I mean, attempting 10 three-pointers is certainly get your eyes sort of popping out of your head when you're looking at the box score. But, you know, Frank Vogel said before the season that he wanted AD to average around five threes per game. And so, you know, that's definitely double that mark. I don't expect the AD to obviously clip at that number every night, but if he's shooting 40% from out there, then those should be shots he's taking. That said, you know, this was one of those games where, you know, both he and LeBron, and like you alluded to, are actually said outright, LeBron had 21 of his 26 in the second half, and this was one of those games where the Lakers really needed both of, of those efforts from those guys in order to push a pass to the finish line. It's sort of weird to, to sit here and, you know, talk about a team that's coming off a title that has AD, that has LeBron, and say the, that the Lakers are really missing Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Alex Caruso right now because those are obviously supporting pieces, but they're definitely missing those two guys, and, you know, they're sitting on the top of the six and two, and as, as long as the Lakers find themselves in close games, I think you can expect that production from AD. You can expect that production from LeBron. But, you know, some some of the concern that sort of warded people off to begin the season in, in the first round of fantasy drafts on those guys was the fact that the Lakers might find themselves in, in, in some blowouts. But so far, it's been pretty smooth sailing. I mean, a little bit more so for LeBron, I would say, than for AD, but – Overall, I think it's been pretty smooth sailing for both of those guys fantasy-wise. Do you think LeBron is going to sit sooner rather than later? I, You know, I, it's a good question, and I think one that a lot of people are asking themselves. But I, I think if the Lakers had reason to sit LeBron, they would. I just don't think LeBron is one of those guys who really sort of prides himself in that load management. I think their opportunities were there with this ankle injury a few games ago. He could have sat one down, definitely, but he kept insisting that he was fine, and Obviously, his play shows that he's fine. So it's certainly possible, but it definitely didn't, you know, prevent me from selecting LeBron in the first round of my fantasy drafts. So far, I'm absolutely thrilled with my decision. And on the Memphis side, DeAnthony Melton made his season debut, logging five points, five assists, two rebounds, one steal and a block in 16 minutes. He had a re- relatively quiet uh, season debut in the for, until the fourth quarter when he blocked an AD jumper, which is crazy to think Melton would do something like that. Um, Melton had been sidelined because of uh, the COVID protocols, but he's back at it now. So hopefully um, he will get some time with Ja Morant out. If you're in deeper leagues, you might want to consider uh, streaming him, though, before jumping the gun. And Jonas Valanciunas, the big fella, notched 13 points, 11 rebounds, was his seventh double-double in as many games this season. He has been on a rampage and has now scored at least 10 points and grabbed at least 10 rebounds in every single game. He added two assists, a steal, and a block to his stat line. He's averaging through those seven games, 15 points, 11.7 boards in 29 minutes per contest. And, you know, whilst Triple J might affect his production when he comes back, I'd certainly be riding this wave while you can. Absolutely. I mean, look, if you drafted him, you got to be thrilled. He's probably a guy I'd be looking to move on from before JJJ comes back just because of the concerns that you express. And obviously Brandon Clark, who I referenced before, ain't going anywhere either. So I think that's a guy who you could probably sell high on. Um, not somebody I'd necessarily ride to the finish line. But, yeah, he's been phenomenal to start. And, you know, Memphis is going to have to continue to piece it together until Jaws is uh, able to get back out on the court. So Dylan Brooks is a guy that I like too in Memphis, although, you know, his – Field goal percentage is going to give you a hit. It's going to be is what it is. There's going to be some nights where he's hot and some nights where he's not. I feel like Dylan Brooks is sort of what like Danny Green should be if Danny Green were like actually a lot better at basketball than he currently is. But that aside, I think Memphis is going to have to continue to approach it by committee. And, you know, JJJ will help. But 
again, just to reiterate the Brandon Clark point, I mean, that's a guy that, that you stick with. I know it's been a little bit frustrating how, how he's been used, but 12 points, three rebounds, three steals, a block for Brandon Clark. I mean, there are worse fantasy lines to put up, and guys stay on fantasy rosters with a lot less than that. A very solid for, for Cats League, Roto Leagues uh, from Brandon Clark today. Even points leagues, like it's, it's a fairly solid stat line. And another guy who's been performing pretty well for the Grizz, Kyle Anderson in 29 minutes, 10 points, five rebounds, two assists, and one steal. Shot four from 10 from the floor, one from three from deep. As well, only the one turnover for Kyle Anderson as well. So uh, there's another one who should be owned in just about every league. Before we get to the next game, uh, Happy New Year from our sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they are here to help you have clean balls in the new year and ring in the new year with right tools for the job. Manscaped are here to give you a New Year's resolution that you'll actually want to keep. The Perfect Package 3.0 is the -the below-the-waist grooming package you need to start off strong this year. Come out of quarantine with clean balls thanks to the Lawn Mower 3.0. This waterproof skin-safe trimmer will help reduce nicks to your two best friends. It's also time to freshen up down there with the Crop Preserver. It's an anti chafing, ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And for on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. Start the new year with a fresh set of testes, thanks to Manscaped. Manscaped even throwing their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and will bring your underwear game to the next level. Bring sexy back in 2021. Get 20% off free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code HoopBall20, new year, new balls. Ethan. The T-Wolves, 116, go down to a disappointing, underperforming Nuggets, 123. And I only say that because they're three and four, and I think people expected the Nuggets to be a little bit better. But we'll start on the Timberwolves side. And D'Angelo, that dude, thirty. he got 33 points, three rebounds, 11 assists for a double-double, and two steals, 10 of 21 for 47.6 percent from the floor four from nine from deep nine from ten from the charity stripe with four to- turnovers Delo starting off magnificently well and taking this game by the scruff of the neck uh Hernan Gomez got himself a start at power forward in 35 minutes getting 25 points eight rebounds two assists two steal and a block in this contest as well. Shot 10 from 14 from the floor, 71%. Five from eight from deep as well for Hernan Gomez. A bit of time for uh, starting at centre for Ed Davis, who got uh, 4.6 boards, and Jarrett Culver in 22 minutes. Getting some time finally, four points, six rebounds, and just the one assist. The T-Wolves, D-Lo seems like he at least is brushed off that first game benching that he got to Ricky Rubio to take the point guard position for the Timberwolves by the scruff of the neck um, and, and running away with it. Rubio definitely 
on the uh, backup now with virtually no overlap, Ethan. Yeah, I mean, look, Rubio is, is, I guess it's a nice story, right? His homecoming to Minnesota, if you want to go that approach. But from a fantasy perspective, from a reality perspective, he's just not really making that impact there. And the T-Wolves are going to be miserable so long as Carl Anthony Towns is out of the lineup. I think the big surprise here was Juancho Hernan Gomez getting all that playing time, getting the start. Uh, he's obviously the guy, a, a guy who can continue to produce if that opportunity is going to be there with Cat out of the lineup. But this is all with an asterisk of Cat out of the lineup. And, you know, a guy that uh, who has been playable, who saw just 10 minutes on the court tonight, was Naz Reed. So that's definitely a guy who, if you're relying on, I know I got him in, in a league or two. I'm probably going to be looking to drop him and move on. Um, if he can only get 10 minutes with Carl Anthony Towns out in a game where the T-Bulls put up 116 points and they're playing Nikola Jokic, I, I think that's a – that's a sign. Jared Vanderbilt's an interesting name. He could put up uh, little points, little rebounds, steals, and blocks, but you might be able to do better than that on your waiver wire. And uh, let's have a look at the Denver Nuggets side. And Joker, Nikola Jokic, played 36 minutes, telling 35 points, 12 of 20 from the field, 10 of 12 from the charity strike, 15 rebounds, six assists, three steals, one block, and one triple. There was some frustration early on for the Joker. Whistled for two technicals. Uh, one was for hanging on the rim, funnily enough. He ultimately had one of his best all-round games of the season so far. Uh, he posted a couple of triple doubles, obviously, in the season, but you know they all came with higher turnover counts. He was responsible for only four turnovers, three fewer than his tally that he had on Sunday over Minnesota. Uh, look, he's, he's one of the best players in fantasy basketball, Hopefully he can lower this turnover count. He can shoot some threes and then just become an a, a total no doubt stud in eight and nine cat or well, nine cat leagues if you're going to include the turnovers, Ethan. Yeah, I mean, look, he, it all starts and ends with the Jokic when it comes to the Nuggets, right? And the dude is just a monster, especially against a team that doesn't really have a good center option without Towns in the lineup. You know, this is a game where you knew he was going to feast. Uh, I think, you know, when it comes to DFS, I played, like I said, I played in a lot of fan duel lineups recently, but tonight, and DFS, you're talking about a guy who was 38% rostered in, in this tournament that I'm in. So it wasn't exactly a secret that he had a juicy matchup, but certainly uh, took advantage of it. And the Nuggets uh, are trying to ride the ship here because the Western Conference playoff picture is pretty packed. And, you know, someone or multiple someones are going to get squeezed out and Nuggets don't want it to be them. And look, MPJ uh, sitting because of the COVID protocol certainly doesn't help them. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, Jamal Murray's had a very up and down start to the season. Like today, only got himself 13 points, one rebound uh, and three assists. So that was mm-hmm. you know somewhat disappointing. Campazzo. Uh, Although, scored double figures for the second straight game. Got 11 points, 3 of 7 from the field and 5 of 7 from the charity stripe with a rebound, 2 assists and 1 steal. Uh, he's an interesting one. Uh, there are better options when it comes to standard leagues, but he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Absolutely. I mean, look, I, when you're talking about opportunity, I think that's the biggest sort of 
thing that we want to look at when it comes to potential additions or uh, waiver wire sort of manipulations is is the path toward opportunity. So I think you make a great point toward toward what he could have there. And uh, a big smile has come on my face because the last game we're going to get to today has just ended. So that's good. Um, anyway, we'll get to that in just a minute. The next game, the Clips up against the Spurs and the Spurs one sixteen got one over uh, the Clippers one thirteen. Interesting. Uh, Aussie Paddy top scored for the Spurs twenty seven points. One rebound, one assist, one steal. Shot eight from 16 from the floor, uh, eight from 12 from deep, three from four from the charity stripe in a mammoth effort from Aussie Paddy Mills. Uh, Deontay uh, Murray with uh, no Derek White still because the goose kicked himself in his surgically repaired toe. So that's not going to help anyone. Uh, but he got himself 21 points, five rebounds, five assists, two steals. Uh, nine from 18, shooting 50% from the floor. Uh, two from five from deep, one from one from the foul line. And Keldon Johnson in 30 minutes, nine points, 11 rebounds, just missed the double-double. Four assists as well with one block. Four from 11 from the floor, which somewhat disappointing, but I think he'll have better nights. One from three from deep and didn't have a crack from the free throw line. Let's start with the Spurs and, you know, no Derek White. You know, no one knows his timetable to return now. Um, How do you think they're going to continue rolling out? Is it going to be just a mirror of what they've done in the first few games without Derek White? Or do you think at some point Pop's going to change it up? I mean, I really think ultimately it's going to depend on the directionality of the Spurs season, right? So, like, if we're 30 games into the season and the Spurs, they're definitely out of the playoff picture and it looks like a sinking ship, so to speak, in terms of the record, I think that you're going to see more of those young guys getting mixed in. But I think you're already seeing so many of the young guys taking prominent roles, right? Keldon Johnson has become sort of the waiver wire or late round pickup of the year so far. Lonnie Walker has stepped into the starting lineup without Derek White available. DeJounte Murray looks like he's ready to take the next step. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar, and DeMar DeRozan, we barely even talk about when it comes to the Spurs at this point. It's really all about that next wave. So I think because Derek White, unfortunately, it looks like he's going to miss, you know, another extended period of time, which is a stinky development for my fantasy situations because I had some solid hopes for him as a late-round pick. I think anybody who, you know, dropped Lonnie Walker, I don't want to say regrets it, but probably a little bit premature, but it's hard to blame because it wasn't even premature, right? Derek White came back and played a game. He just aggravated the injury. It is what it is. So I think we'll continue to see more of the same from Pop. And, you know, I really like the trajectory for both Keldon Johnson and DeJounte Murray here as the fantasy season continues on. And a shout out to Mr. J. We had a a conversation uh, yesterday around how you draft and when you draft and that sweet spot for guys in a particular age who are just consistent and do it time in and time out. They're not sexy names. I wouldn't even call them old man squad Dan Bespris type guys, but DeMar DeRozan certainly fits into that kind of category. And if you, if he fell in drafts and you, and you picked him up, you'd be smiling for whilst he's never really wowed anyone this season, not yet anyway, certainly being consistent. 
Yeah, he has been. And I think, you know, as long as you're not expecting him to be the, the 20 point per night scorer on a regular basis, then, then you're probably feeling pretty good about it, right? Because he's getting you a handful of rebounds. He's been helping out on the assists, I think, a little bit more than anticipated. But that's a development we sort of saw from him last season. And I think this season, the big uh, emphasis for DeRozan has been he's actually shooting and, and making some threes. So that's a nice welcomed wrinkle into his game that can only help his fantasy value if he can do it consistently. And for the losing Clippers, uh, Kawhi Leonard was the star. Oh, I have to preface this. Paul George did not play. He sat uh, something to do with an ankle. I think it's probably more a little you know, game load management than anything. Um, but Kawhi, 37 minutes, 30 points, three rebounds, 10 assists, two steals and a block shot, 13 from 22 from the floor, one from three from deep as well for him. Batum got himself 21 points, nine rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block. Pat Beverly flirted with a triple-double with the start at point guard, 20 points, eight rebounds, eight assists and two blocks. Uh, he did extremely well. Serge Barker got three points, five rebounds, one assist, one steal, two blocks. Shot, uh, missed both his shots from the free throw line. Uh, Lou Will got himself a, you know, stat box filling kind of night. 15 points, two rebounds, two assists, one steal uh, and two from deep as well. And Zubac only got 18 minutes, which makes his value even less at this point. Two points, eight rebounds, though, in that time was pretty damn good. One steal to go with that. He shot one from one from the floor. Uh, the Clips, mate, well, obviously, no Paul George, so the star of the night was Kyle Leonard. I think the biggest takeaway from this one is that, you know, obviously without PG, Kawhi's going to step up, but, you know, sort of a throwback night for Nick Batum, uh, sort of a throwback night for Pat Beverly and, Unfortunately, the Clippers sort of wasted a big night from all three of those guys uh, in, a, in a close sort of nail-biter with, with the Spurs here. But this is the type of game the Spur, or the Clippers excuse me, really can't afford to lose despite the fact that Paul George wasn't available. Just because the Western Conference is going to be so tight this year, the difference in a couple of games in the regular season could easily be the difference between the three and the five seed. And that's, that's going to, even without the fans, it's going to make a big difference. So, Ethan, you spoke before that you were a, a DFS kind of man. Um, I am. I am. Yeah. Um, so that would suggest that maybe you like a bit of a bet, as I say, a bit of a flutter. Do I you do. Get, I do. Do you, get, do you get asked for tips all the time? Yeah. I mean, here and there, I think more, you know, when I worked day to day in the league, I think there were more people who tried to extract that level of information. Like, hey, what do you think, right? You got any insight? I'm like, in the age of Twitter, we all know what's going on all the time, man. Like, what do you think I'm holding <laughs> out trying to be a millionaire over here? Like, I think I'd live a different lifestyle if I had the inside track into something. So I think the biggest thing is, you know, just be able to read the situation, balance both the data and sort of the emotional component of it, right? Like if a guy is coming home for a big homecoming or something like that. But, you know, just, just try to bet with – Try to bet if you're going to make a wager, right? Try to bet with your head and not only with your heart. But at the same time, have fun with it because there there's an entertainment value in it. So, you know, it, it's kind of like this – it's comparable advice that I, that, I, that I often give when somebody's drafting a fantasy team is that, you know, you don't want to reach for guys who are eighth-round picks in the second round. But at the same time, you want to make smart, informed decisions about guys that you enjoy rooting for. So oftentimes in fantasy drafts, you know, if I have a guy ranked within two or three spots of each other – 
I'll take the guy that I enjoy rooting for a little bit more because that's going to be a more fun experience for me. But for the purpose of wagering, you know, just just evaluate the data and, and make the informed decisions, but also have fun with it. Because if you're not having fun with it, then what are you doing to yourself? Do you know what else is important? Who you're betting with. Of course. And mybookie.ag, they, their reputation is rock solid. They've got the best odds. Best contests, great promotions in the business. They are the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets, none of which I go to you to ask me for any inside information. I, I work in it too, so I should know what's going on. Appreciate uh, that. <laughs> the one sportsbook guaranteed to give the best lines for the National Championship college football game on January 11, Ohio State versus the Crimson Tide. I'm surprised Ohio State's there, but congratulations to them. And on every NFL playoff game that is about to start, you know me, you know that I don't give my stamp of approval too easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter the promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit matched halfway up to a 1,000 schmackaroos. Head to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sport you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best, bet with mybookie.ag and please remember to gamble responsibly. The last game of the day. I don't think I've missed any, have I? No, 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 I haven't. Uh, the last game of the day, my Chicago Bulls. It only just finished, so you're getting it hot off the press, this one. Uh, defeated. The, what are they now? Three and four, Portland Trailblazers. The Bulls are four and four. Can you believe that? I can't, but you know, it's a credit to Billy Donovan because uh, it's, it's, it's been ugly in Chicago for an extended period of time. So let's have a look at Chicago. We'll start there. And it's an interesting looking stat box. Otto Porter Jr., this guy has hit some form. He's hit the form that he found before he started getting a million bloody injuries. Um, and I think he's going to continue to have value even when Larry Marketing comes back. But today, 28 minutes, 19 points, 13 rebounds, and an assist. He shot seven from 14 from the floor and four from seven from deep, one from one from the charity stripe as well. Only two turnovers. Kobe White had himself a bit of a day, 21 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, he got eight from 19 from the floor in 42%, which is probably a little bit better than what he's been doing as much as we expect it to be even better than that. He got two from seven from deep as well. Zach Levine got himself 18 points, four rebounds, nine assists, and two blocks. Wendell Carter Jr., 13 points, five rebounds, five assists, one steal and a block, uh, and 10 points, eight rebounds for Thaddeus Young. An interesting, interesting you know, sort of setup that Billy Donovan's had for the Bulls now that they've gotten rid of Jim Boyland. Thank you. Thank you, Bulls organization, because he is dead set, had to have been the worst coach in Bulls history. But Billy Donovan has seemed to have made them a little bit of an offensive threat and with a little bit of a disregard for the defense. Uh, how is that translating with fantasy? I mean, I think one of the biggest things, you know, for the Bulls is that Kobe White's getting on back on track or on track as as you alluded to, right? I mean, he, after a slow start, you know, twenty one and ten boards with five assists in this game, but also, you know, Otto Porter has sort of reemerged to become a thing. Looks healthy, is contributing, 
And I think the Bulls are, are playing right now with a spirit that, you know, they can beat other teams. And honestly, if you're the Bulls, what do you have to lose? Everybody thinks you suck, so you might as well go out there and give it your best and sort of try to reverse the narrative. And I think that's what, you know, Billy Donovan does well, right? He, he sort of develops a culture. He develops a team. I don't know that he's the coach to take the team to the next level necessarily, but this is what he does well. So I think it's a good fit in Chicago. And from a fantasy perspective, you know, you like Otto Porter if you're able to grab him late or if you're even able to scoop him off the waiver wire. You like Kobe White if you drafted him, if you need a point guard sort of in the middle rounds there. So, so far, so good. And, you know, the Blazers were a team on the other end of that who a lot of people, myself included, sort of praised this offseason for saying, hey, they had a pretty good offseason. They picked up Robert Covington and his Cantor, who had some level of success, is back. You know, Zach Collins has been out and, and will be out. But Yusuf Nurkic came alive in this game. And unfortunately, you know, the Blazers take another loss. And, you know, if they can't figure it out, they could be one of those teams on the Western Conference sort of looking up when the regular season ends at the playoff picture going, uh, what happened here? And Enos Kanner come out, uh, out of the game late, looked like he had a bit of a some sort of an injury to his hand or his arm. He only had two points but 10 boards to assist. But as you said, a bit of a breakout game. The buy low period on Nurkic is over, I think, after this now. 28 minutes, 12 points, 11 rebounds, six assists and a block to go with six from 15 from the field, uh, zero from two from three. But certainly, I think that is done and dusted for him. Uh, Roko, Robert Covington, 14.6 rebounds, an assist to steal and a block to go with four from nine from deep. CJ McCullum continues to ball out, 26 points, five rebounds, four assists, three steals. And six from 14 from deep. They went on an absolute tear to start this game. Like four straight three-pointers. It was ridiculous. And Dame, of course, 24 points, five rebounds, nine assists, three from 11 from deep, six from 17 from the floor. Would you, if you owned Nurk, would you, you know, now after one game go, you beauty, there's no more by low? I mean, I, I think, you know, Nurk is, is kind of what we thought he was, right? Like, I, I don't know that I'd be looking to sell high, so to speak, if, I, if I'm if i a Nurk owner, because this is what I've been waiting for. I don't think I'm looking to buy right now, because you're probably looking at paying a premium that you wouldn't have yesterday. So, you know, right now, this is kind of what we expected. And in Portland, you know, you feel good if you got Nurkic on your team at this point. You obviously like what you've seen from CJ and you know, Lillard has been a bit of a slow start, I guess, for lack of a better way to say it, but he's come alive recently and been more Damian Lillard-esque. But outside of that, I mean, I know I got Robert Covington in a couple of spots. He hasn't exactly been lighting the world on fire, and I don't know that there's really anyone else on this team that I feel comfortable having, including, you know, Gary Trent Jr. looked like the uh, the breakout star everybody wants him to be against my Lakers that one night, but outside of that, he's been a pedestrian, would be, would be generous, I would say. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. Now, I've got some rankings open and I'll put you on the spot. I haven't set any of this up. I'm going to give you a name and I want you to tell me what round value or roughly where you think they are currently ranked for nine cat. And so since we started with uh, the bulls, Otto Porter jr. And we're talking nine cat, nine cat. Oh man. And this is, this is a per game basis on a per game basis. What's he been like, uh, maybe like fifth or sixth round. Yeah, absolutely. Bang. 62. That is smack bang, you know, fifth, sixth round. Perfect. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. clever. And and that is, you know, well above value of where you were getting him 
uh, in drafts. Absolutely. Uh, who else was there? There was someone else that I had seen. Well, let's have a look. Keldon Johnson. He's been a star so far for the San Antonio Spurs. Very interesting. Where do you think he is ranked per game basis so far? Nine cats, same format. Yeah, absolutely. Keldon's been phenomenal. I'm I'm gonna go aggressive. Has he been as high as fourth round? <laughs> you are on fire, my friend. Fourth round value, forty-five, sneaking all oh very so close to a third round per game value anyway. Which I swear to God we didn't plan this. I swear <laughs> to God. And let's go the Portland side. A guy who everyone has been taking in the first round, or most have, maybe the second round at worst, Dame. Damian Lillard. Oof. Uh, this one's going to go the reverse way. Uh, second round pick, but he's probably been like, oof, he got off to a bit of a tough start there. We're talking nine cats, so turnovers are factored in. Man, has he been as bad as seventh round? Not quite. Per game basis, okay. only in the third round. He's ranked currently okay. ranked okay. thirty. One. Okay, I thought you were going to do me dirty on that one. I thought you were going to go way low. But you know what? I mean, it makes, it makes sense. I mean, look, especially on the per-game basis because he got off to a little bit of a slow start in the first game or two. So I could get into that. You know Lillard's going to finish as a top tw- top 25 guy. And, you know, he may he the only thing that I'm concerned about is he may not give you the return if you drafted him like ninth or 10th overall, which is probably at or where near you had to draft him to get him on your team. Now, uh, before we head out of here, Ethan, Mm-hmm. You do a waiver wire show with our friend Kingy, uh, fellow sure Aussie. Do. Sure do. <laughs> do you want to tell people how they can get to see that and what's involved in that waiver wire show on a Sunday night? Absolutely. So uh, for me, it's actually Sunday, like midday. It's one o'clock Pacific time. So we'll have to convert that to uh, to Aussie land time. I'm not sure that I have the math in my in my <laughs> temporal lobe to be able to convert that at this time as we do this, but. Nonetheless, uh, Adam and I get together for an hour live show for our premium users. Uh, we answer any questions that come through the Discord as it relates to your team, to the waiver wire. We take live questions on the air via YouTube. You can watch on YouTube, and uh, we actually throw your questions right up on the screen. So it's an hour. It's a good time. We now both wear a basketball jersey, uh, so you'll you'll come. come for Do the you rotate the, the basketball jersey? I mean, well, the first week, you know, Adam sort of blew me out of the water with a coffee black jersey from uh from uh the flint tropics if you're familiar so you know he really he really sort of stunned me with that with the semi-pro jersey so i had to count, come back strong in week two adam debuted his brian scalabrini usc jersey legendary i came at it with the alex english rainbow nuggets jersey so you'll never know what next week holds up but it could be could be an OJ Mayo Grizzlies jersey. Just saying. I'm, I'm going to have to uh, throw Adam a Illawarra Hawks Lamelo Ball jersey. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I would. I wouldn't mind absorbing one of those into my collection. <laughs> oh man! So uh, premium subscribers. That's the Fantasy Pass. Um, any sort of premium subscription through Hoopball. So go to hoop-ball.com. Uh, on top of that, you're active in the Discord as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm still sort of navigating my way through there. So, you know, the best way, if you want my attention, definitely just actually mention me by name and uh, I'll be sure to get back to you. But it's a cool place for the community to sort of hang out with each other and, you know, bounce advice off of one another. And we try to make sure everybody gets sort of their questions answered. We want to make sure everybody has the best level of service and attention to detail on their teams because we know the stakes in play beyond just bragging rights alone. So 
definitely get jump in the discord another great benefit of being on the premium side and for the cup of what it, you know price of a cup of coffee basically it really makes all the sense in the world especially if you're an invested fantasy gm and you got 10 teams all with money on the line you don't want to make the wrong moves Ooh, you're not wrong about that. Now the NFL's over, I've got to try and switch myself to the baseball at the same time as doing this. So uh, God help me with that one. And, mate, if they want you to hit you up on Twitter, how do they do that? Absolutely. You can hit me up on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff, N-O-R-O-F. So just my name, first name, last name, separated by an underscore. Oh, man. Thanks heaps for joining us. You're going to be somewhat semi-regular every fortnight or so uh, from what Mr. J tells me. He's the talent booker in the uh, partnership between the two of us. Oh, yeah, that's how we do it. I mean, look, uh, we, we try to uh, we, we try to give the people what they want. We're here to inform and entertain, so I'm happy to be a part of it anytime you guys will have me. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. We'll chat to you soon. Mr. J will be back in a couple of days. You can find him uh, on Twitter. Hit him up. He's uh, pretty active on there, at Mr. Jolly of Sydney. You can find me on Twitter at the Harlander 23 This has been the box score breakdown for your slate of games for the 5th of January 2021. A hoop ball presentation. Thanks for joining us. I am Scotty. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. A massive slate of games as well. Until then, g'day, have fun. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.